This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Good evening, folks. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We got uh, Doc Talk up next, so let's go ahead and get it flying. A fine good evening to you folks. It is me, Gene, with the TPO podcast, The Doc Talk. Brought to you by Battleborn Tackle at Battleborn Tackle, battleborntackle.com. Go check them out online, small business, veteran owned tackle retailer. Great prices, as good as the, the big box stores out there. He's worked very hard to get that and free shipping on a ton of stuff. Stick with us here. To the very end, after these interviews, to the very end, stick with us and we're going to share a, uh, a a discount code for you. Tonight's episode is being pre-recorded, so uh, just make sure we are not live, just so you're aware of that. Uh, we've uh, we've uh, got a library of these great interviews that we've been putting together and to accommodate other folks' schedules, we try to record these to make life a little bit easy. Again, this is not live, we are pre-recorded. All right, tonight, man, veteran-owned small businesses. Speaking of that, we have two, count them one and two, interviews lined up for you tonight. Um, two very, very cool people. Uh, I enjoyed these interviews a ton, getting to know these people. Uh, first up, we have Jen Nolan of Jen Nolan Fishing, Champions Outdoors. 
Uh, they're down in Texas down there. That one was a ton of fun. Dude, she is so full of energy. You're going to love this interview. Um, you can tell she's passionate about any and everything she gets involved in down there. Um, and uh, it was a ton of fun to uh, to share share some time with her and learn about her story uh, and, uh, and her life of service. And then following that, we have Mike Unruh. Out of, uh, I believe, the Missouri area there, if memory of my old memory serves. Mike, a U.S. veteran as well, uh, involved in just a laundry list of things that this man uh, continues to give back. Beautiful family. He's a family man, first and foremost. Uh, believes in, in service to his community and everybody around him. The Fallen Outdoors is, uh, is he's involved in as well. They're small business owners and they are involved in nonprofit work. They just continue on. That's why we continue to highlight uh, these type of individuals. So first up, we're going to go ahead and roll into uh, the interview that we had. We had a blast with Miss Jen Nolan. So sit back, grab a beverage there, and uh, let's get to know uh, Miss Jen Nolan. Without further ado here, our next in this series here, we have U.S. Navy veteran Jen Nolan of Champions Outdoors. Jen, how are you doing? Man, I am doing awesome. Excited to be here and have a chance to talk about uh, life together, man. That's right. That's right. You know, I was I was saying it in the intro here, that's the, the training alone, you know, those individuals that choose a life of service, um, that is basically, you know, the, what we talk about, active military veterans, first responders. They're, they're finding ways to give back in, in some fashion or form. And then you move on from that chapter of your life into, you know, the next stage. But you've continued that whole trend of serving others, you know, from, from the, the you know, get-go with this here. Talk to me a little bit about uh, your service. You're in the United States Navy. Yeah. Yes? Yes. Uh, what, what, Navy. When and what did you do? Yeah, for for sure. Back in uh, back about eighteen uh, about eighteen years old, I, I had already achieved the rank of E four and was in my first year of service. So when I tell you I wow. started early, <laughs> so um, but I was sixteen. I was in my third year of ROTC, and I knew that my father and my grandfather had served in the Navy, and my brother was already enlisted. He was getting ready to graduate. He was in the delayed entry program, and I was told that you know I could I could be a photographer, which is what I wanted to be when I grew up, um, and do that in the Navy. And I'm like, shut the front door. Let's get it. And uh, this is, I'm in Tennessee, you know, growing up uh, a little bit of a wild child up there in the hills of Tennessee, grew up fishing my whole life. Uh, but when I, when I uh, joined the Navy, it was right at the end of desert storm. So 1992, I signed my papers for delayed entry, took off for boot camp in 93, as soon as I graduated and I graduated a little early. So I was still 17. And I remember having zero fear about anything. And I, and it's literally, you know, closing up on, on wartime and I'm running off full speed to boot camp. And this was, <laughs> this was pre stress cards. Okay. So <laughs> right, right. like, let's go. We're all and, bulletproof yeah. at that age. Right. Oh yeah. There's nothing. You couldn't tell me a whole bunch of nothing. I don't know that that's changed anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> 
told me too much about it, but yeah, that, that was me. And I was excited. I remember being excited to serve because it's what my father had done and my grandfather had done. And my big brother was already there and they were guaranteeing our duty station to be together. And my brother and I are very close in age and close growing up. So all of that made, made it, you know, just so much more honor to serve. And because I came up through the ROTC program, I knew what I was going into. And I think, you know, not everyone joins the military early and has general knowledge. And so I went in with that general knowledge and I was rewarded for that. You know, if you, when you do that time before service, when you get in there, you're, you're getting ready to, rank up to E4 pretty quick. So, um, that's, it, that's third class, right? Petty officer. Yes, third class. Yes, yeah. third. So, you know, that for me at 18 years old, um, you know, they told me, Oh, you can't go to just go to photography school. You got to be an airman first and then you got to serve two years and then you got to strike. And I'm like, I'll be done. I'll be out of here by then. What are you talking about? <laughs> Right, right. But it's, I'm but it's, fast tracking, homie. I'm not. That, I'm not I'm here for the long. I, I get on the accidental fast track. It's always because of some accident or incident that's meant to destroy that ends up being awesome. So I had a I had a major ear rupture training um, to do some underwater uh, events, and you had to go through the full training as if you had a helicopter crash, as as if you did these things. You had to go through that training process to prove that you could sustain yourself should something happen. So right. during that, I had had really terrible uh, eustachian tube issues and stuff all growing up so i had a massive rupture like an unrepairable rupture to my eardrum during this training so i got set back for six months and so here i am sitting there like well, okay what am i going to do now so they made me the secretary of the captain of the base so <laughs> I, now i'm a writer by trade I'm a writer by birth i think you know so all of this comes out of here i got to put it down somewhere right so i right. get assigned so here i am just turning 18 years old captain yazinski of the uh, Orlando Naval Base got me assigned to him as his secretary. So now I'm I'm responsible for writing some pretty serious stuff, right? Right. So, and I did and I did a hell of a job. Not because you know I had so much knowledge, but I, I had military candor. Um, I had respect, and I, I was grateful to be there, um, regardless of my situation. So I did yeah, the you, best job. You had the pedigree, right? Oh, right. Yeah. So now, now it's time for me to leave to go to my my duty station, and they literally were like, "Where do you want to go? We'll send you anywhere." I'm like, "Well, I want to go to Norfolk, Virginia, because that's where my brother is. Who does that? Who picks Norfolk? When <laughs> nobody, right?" And, so the captain is standing there. They're having a full ceremony. I've got the letter and everything. We're doing all the stuff, and and he's like, "No, really, you know, we really wanted to to." honored what you've done here they were like we're really like just blown away because of my age and i understand now to me i was just doing what i was told to do but sure. looking back i'm like you know that was definitely something that that you wouldn't see at my age and so he said well what about what about school what do you want to go to school at i said well you know i, I want to go to photographers made school but it's full for the next two years and he looked at this person next to him and he looked back at me and he said thank you officer, or, uh, e it was e3 so he said, thank you airman wheeler um so I, I exited the room and i went out and I, I sat at my little desk and was getting ready to leave for my duty next week wherever it was going to be when I, my prayer was norfolk right right and um so i get my duty papers you know back then it's a little printed out paper and it's telling you where you're going where your next time to be there nobody we didn't have a conversation about it right and uh, i got my little packet and headed to the little air air carrier there that they were going to put us on and uh they were sending me up to pensacola to defense photography training school and i cried like a little girl <laughs> <laughs> first time i cried in service <laughs> Um, and That's then, awesome. and then my forwarding, my forwarding service was going to be to Norfolk once I completed my A school. And I just, I've been living on that blessing ever since. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty That's, cool. That's good stuff. And you're right. You know, I mean, you, you don't normally see that at, uh, you know, at the young ages, you know, being able to go after those things, but that is a, in my personal opinion, that is a trademark of service. I mean, it's you 
when you get into boot, when you get into, you know, serving, you got to grow up, you know, you yeah. get, there's, there's no alternative, you know, type thing. It's either it's gets done. Yeah. And so you take care of what's in front of you, you know, you can't and, call uh, someone to come pick you up because at the sleepover. <laughs> yeah. And no one cares that you're upset. No. You no. Know? <laughs> they're no. like, they're like, okay, cool. Noted. Get it done. No, you know, and, and away you go. Let them know. Never let them know. They, I remember them telling me, hey, if it's your birthday, do not let it, don't let anyone know. So I was silent on my 18th birthday. I did not want to deal with the possibility <laughs> of what might come from that. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> right, right. Uh, that that's awesome stuff. So uh, that yeah. So you so you went through Orlando, yep. um, moved up, and then uh, Pensacola for a while. Then moved uh, moved on uh, through the service. When did you uh, leave uh, service? I left in 1997. So I did a four year tour. Nice. Um, got got my uh, my nice veteran college benefit, and um, at, during my third year of service. Believe this or not, I'll be 50 next year, so I'm not a spring chicken, which also means that it's possible that I have a very adult child, and I do, and she'll be 30 next year. So I had her in my third year of service, and so at the end of my fourth year, I was I was committed to go another four years. I drew uh, drew uh, papers for the Eisenhower. Nice. That was set for a six-month deployment, which was not nice. <laughs> right. Because Taylor's father was already on deployment. Um, so it definitely created a situation that I just I went ahead and just sat back with my four years of inactive reserve, relocated to Texas, and, and kind of stayed in the photography and journalism field um, as a civilian after that. But, you know, I look back on that, and, and obviously, you'll, we'll get to it later. I, I spent a lot of years as a mother because <laughs> uh, I kept having them things. But... Uh, <laughs> You have no idea. They um, think you'd figure so, out how that happened. I, I like how it happened. I'm a sailor. Good lord. But anyway. <laughs> but but seriously, you know, she was amazing, and I didn't. I couldn't see leaving her because in that in that situation, in the early '90s, if you had a child um, in service, and both of you were going to be deployed, you if you didn't have a a home, a stable back home, and I didn't, I didn't have a home to send my kid back to. Um, so they wanted me to sign her to the state while I wanted deployment, and I'm like, hell to the no. And so that you know that I didn't uh, want to leave the service when I did but I, I just made a family choice uh for my sure. daughter and I'm, I'm very glad that i did that um i yeah. enjoyed still a great life of, of photojournalism in the outside world and i was able to take all my experiences with service with me and as far as your love for the outdoors does that just come from growing up in tennessee lifetime. in that area lifetime my grandfather yeah. uh, my grandfather and my uncle fished back in the day it was called the red man series oh yeah uh, pre-flw which was pre-mlf yeah. and now that i compete in mlf it really feels so Excellent. Actually, wasn't the red, the red Man was the FLW? It was. It was, yeah, it was their what, first. A lot of people don't understand that. Like what the yeah. MLF is now, that was the Red Man back then. So yeah. you know, generationally for me, you know, on my father's side it was Navy, and on my mother's side it was fishing. So I'm just a crazy Navy veteran fishing fool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good stuff. You know, and especially growing up in that neck of the woods of the oh, U.S. Yeah. Um, you know, from that is such a beautiful area. The the Rose Warrior Foundation that I'm that I work with. Uh, they're based out of uh, Murfreesboro, uh, uh, Alabama. Yeah, that's oh, their headquarters. They just look, moved Murfreesboro, down there. Murfreesboro, Tennessee is where I graduated high school. I thought you were I'm about sorry, to not Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Murfreesboro, okay. Tennessee, although, is uh, we have a lot of connections there with our Stop 22 tours. So, yeah, we've okay. been there as well. Well, that, that lake right there, um, that lake right there that goes across Rutherford County, Piercy Priest Lake, that's yeah. the lake. I, I grew up running that lake, you know. Nice. Running the bank till I could till I could do something different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. Oh, yeah. We've we've been down there a couple times. Flew in there once. Drove in there a couple times. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's it's a beautiful section of the of the country for sure. 
Um, so yeah, that makes sense that you know that you carried on here. Your uh-huh. company that you that you currently own uh, that that look. I mean, I'm looking at your resume and good night. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, you're pretty you're pretty busy. You you keep yourself moving there. Um, but the one we were we were looking at here is Champions Outdoors. Talk to me about what Champions Outdoors is. This is uh, this is your outdoor yak shop, or what, yeah, what is this? It's, it's our it's our kayak shop. It's our educational facilities. It's our youth outreach. It's our veteran service connection organization. It's pretty much all of the things of me. So so everyone's born a certain type of way, and I don't know if you picked up on it yet, but I was born with a whole lot of energy. <laughs> this is natural. I haven't even finished my cup of coffee. My phone's setting up on it. So I was. <laughs> I was born with a stupid amount of energy and I thought over time it would come down, but it has not. So <laughs> what I've learned to do with that as, as a mother, I, I also, I, I didn't give leak it out yet, but I, so I have six children by birth. And so, you know, being a stay at home mom and running my photography, my journalism out of home at 2 AM when the kids weren't sleeping or maybe, you know, or, or were sleeping or with babies, you know, up overnight, I kind of just adjusted that lifestyle around that. So giving all my hands were always juggling, you know, and my kids were in sports and I coached their teams and I did all of those things in my life when it was motherhood time. So I think that gave me a good juggling set. And then as the kids kind of grew up, I've got four that are adults now and just two at home. As a mother, you're like, you're holding the, you know, a half a dozen balloons and now you've got two left and the rest of them are floating away. And you're like, wait, what? You want to grab those, but they're good actually. So you just hope they don't land in the ocean and kill a turtle. And then you're back to here holding on to the two, right? <laughs> I'll be here all day. So, so, so I really had to decide for myself, you know, what was I going to do with all this extra energy? Because my kids filled that space and then they weren't filling that space anymore. So champions outdoors kind of developed out of that empty nester with still some at home, if that makes sense. Right. Um, right I, yeah. I started the homeschool journey about 10 years ago and, and my now 18 year old, when he was 11, he said, mom, none of these kids, cause we're outdoors family and, and we're in a generation of not outdoors family. Yeah. So we'd go to these fish, to these co-ops or whatever. And none of these kids fish, they weren't outdoorsy. So my kids kind of were feeling like a little bit of outsiders, you know, and we're certainly out of, and out of the box family. By no means are we normal, <laughs> but, but still my, my son at 11 years old felt odd that none of these little boys wanted to do anything besides play on their phones. So we kind of, we said, this is tackle boxes over Xboxes. We're going to charge in. And we started kind of a family health and wellness bit with Champions Outdoors. I had started paddling. Um, I think at the time I had a Pelican sit in eight foot or eight foot. It was lovely orange faded seats. It was a hand-me-down. It was fantastic. Nice. So, so we just kind of would bring it and kind of encourage kids to be fishing or, or playing around and I'd be out on the water with my kayak and we saw that it was creating a space. So as I was doing this, I was losing weight. I, I had weighed like 250 pounds. I was like size 20. It was not cute. And I'm like, this is not you know, at the time I'm you know in my early forties and it's not the life I wanted for myself. So Champions Outdoors started as health and wellness. And then we were delivering education to the homeschool community. And then I took that little orange kayak as I was going into some freedoms from divorce and thought I'd go fish in a, in a redfish tournament. Cause you know, why not? I learned how to use a lure, get out of my way. So <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been fishing for my whole life. So I think I got this right. So right. I, I go out there and I fish this local club tournament. And this is, I didn't, at the time, I didn't know that that was not the best place you want to be. If you want to do a career with this business, but so <laughs> I'm out here in a local club with like 30 guys from the, the town and my favorite little place that I've always fished, but never competed. And I roll up in there and I get the heaviest redfish, right? <laughs> in my, nice. sit-in, my sit-in pelican. <laughs> oh Yeah. 
<laughs> on the Good golf, stuff. on a popping court, right? So but again, this was a you couldn't tell me nothing moment. I'm rolling in there. Then they don't even have a side pot for heaviest redfish, and I'm like, what? Oh man. <laughs> Yeah. So, but, but, you know, they, they actually ended up creating a space for that. Now there's a whole, like, you can want to kayak or, or all these different things now. But at that time, this was in 2016. I thought, man, I, I like this. <laughs> right. Right. And, and then the next year, uh, Bill Bragman had kind of took, took me in and he had given me a Viking and um, I had previously had purchased a Jackson Kraken and he was like, Oh, that's too heavy. You need to come see, you got to come to come down to Yak here in Houston. You got to see, cause he knew what I was doing with the kids fishing. And he was just really keen to kind of help me with a way to keep going. Uh, he yeah. knew we had, had gone through some losses and things and some challenges. So he put me in my first Viking reload. And, um, and then I, I went and started uh, trail fishing and that's when I found out you could just put your money up. I didn't know. I thought you had to be sponsored. You know, I, I didn't know you could just go do these things. Yeah, and pay to play. Uh, I've been stuck in motherhood for 20 years. I had no idea what was going on out here in the real world. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But, but KBF was my, my first bass trail. Um, and I wrote, and this was so funny because it was an immediate military connection, like instant. Um, sure. I rolled over to my first bass event in Louisiana in 2017 and Chad Hoover um, was, you know, officiating that. And I didn't know who Chad Hoover was. And I had no idea. I'm just BSing with him when he said he was in the Navy. And we found out we were stationed at the exact same duty station. I was the photographer for his, uh, for his, uh, Air division for we were we were both at Naval Air Station Norfolk. I I was servicing for the Red Bulls. That was his attached unit. It crazy, same, hang out the same places, but we never met each other. That we that we remember. We right, were very young back then. But but that was to me just another immediate connection, another sign that I was where I was supposed to be. You know, sure, and sure. um. And so I just continued. I, I loved the competing, not because I was, you know, breaking records. There was like I came in middle of the pack, but I'd never done it before. I was like, man, this is cool. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this. Well, you know, and it's one of the things that I maintain quite a bit that I try to let people know is that it's not by coincidence that there are so many active military and veterans involved in outdoor activities. Um, You know, and thank goodness for the most recent, probably the last three to five years, the medical studies and the science, you know, behind the physiological and mental benefits that come from being involved in the outdoors. And they're even, you know, digging into specifically fishing. Yes, of what it does for you, you know, is a is a is a positive impact, and it it can absolutely replace the need for other things that are out there, you know. And I don't like getting in the in the realm of calling things alternative therapies and this and that. No, what I'm saying is, as opposed to say a bag of opioids, yes, it is very possible. That if you got yourself, you know, uh, if you have an addictive personality, get addicted to fishing, man. Come Absolutely. on out and go chase these fish, you know, and and yes, yeah, they'll spend, be the best one. <laughs> and spend a ridiculous amount of money on fishing gear, like the rest of us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> be embarrassed to t- say how much you've got in yeah. crankbaits, you know, that you never throw. <laughs> Have them though, exactly, because you know you get that FOMO. No, they, but, the, the the healing um, to self. Yeah, and I really feel like it's something that's isolated, but it's also uh, full on family camaraderie. It's both. You get both. Hundred percent. And I don't think any of us, male or female, um, you know, with men, it's usually because they're overworked, and when it's women, it's usually because they're overmothered. And that's not always the case, but often it is when you when you find people, especially our age, that that a break for me 
the freedom to get on this thing and go do it, the accomplishment of when I do do it, all, yeah. all of these things, the physical benefit, you're, you're getting more oxygen and air into your brain because you're the physical element. Like you're covering all the things that are written down in a medical journal of what you, you should do to, to obtain maximum health. You're yeah. doing all of that in the sport of kayak fishing. Hundred, you know, 100. And the other piece is you find yourself all of a sudden where the outside voices and the outside world just starts to fade away. And yeah. what is replaced by it is the sound of water, the sound of birds, the sound of, of, you know, just nature itself replaces that. And before you know it, you're so focused on that stupid little fish under the water that keeps out thinking you and he's got the brain the size of a pea, right? And somehow you can't figure him out or you do figure him out and yeah. you have that. Yeah. And the That's point the is stuff. like, like what we, when we take folks out and we take these, uh, some of the combat vets as well, what you find out real quick is that, Hey man, don't look now, but for the last 30 to an hour, the only thing you're focused on was that bait, this water and that fishing. It, it engages you to be in the moment. You have to be in the moment. Totally. <laughs> and it, it provides that clarity and it gives, I always said this, so I'm not a veteran. Um, there, it's a different Oprah story, but I actually did uh, uh, serve a small stint, technically not a veteran. There was an erroneous enlistment. I was part of the Bill Clinton uh, shutdown and, and oh. cuts in the yeah. early 90s, like right before you went in. Yeah. I was in and got sent home from the from the chop when they were shutting all the Navy bases down. Okay. So I was actually San Diego RTC is where I went. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So when you said Orlando, it's like, that's the only co-ed base I remember yep. was Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ours was not. No, ours was, uh, we, we were highly separated and surrounded by Marines. So <laughs> hey, they, I would they, say that my, that sounded a lot like my military career, but I, we're keeping it too. <laughs> 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 I love, it. It <laughs> I love it. You know, there's a, there are some common denominators, male, female, doesn't matter if oh, you're a vet, sure, sure. there's a common denominator. That's the humor. And I love it. Um, it's, it's a hundred percent there, but no, the point was, is that over the course of my life, you know, I've got my own share of, of, you know, civilians ups and downs in life, things that threw at me. And it was no quit, you know, it was not by a, just a, a happenstance that I did my best thinking on the water, on the deck yeah. of my boat. You know, for many years before I got into kayaks, it was from the deck of my bass boat and things just made sense out there. It doesn't matter what it is. It didn't matter where, you know, what was going on. If I could get on my boat, if I could get out on the water, even with that 250 screaming behind me, that was still peaceful to me. Well, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what hearing, I think it is? I, I think if you, if, you, if you just think about, even if you're sitting still on the water, you're already at your space. All of the brain activity and the different levels you're going into thinking on your process of trying to attract a bass to the boat. There's a lot going on. So you're filling a bunch of space. There's not room for the intrusive thoughts. There's not room for that stuff to come in there. So you start receiving the peace and enjoying that. And yeah. I believe that when you're coming away from that, your brain is so clear. Only the good stuff comes in first. Right. And, right. and I try to make a really good habit. I have so many pads and journals and scribbles and scribbles everywhere. When I Because <laughs> when I come off, I know that first hour of where I'm coming back into my, my crazy, this brain goes as fast as my mouth goes. So when I'm coming out of that, I know the best stuff is when I'm coming out from a clear mind. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. You surround yourself with positive things, positive mm -hmm. things manifest, right? You surround yourself with negative shit, negative shit manifest. You it's, ain't lying. That's, I mean, that's just the universe around us. It's not yeah. a belief factor. It's just the way things no, work. It, it, man. It's, it's, it's just, if we breathe air, we, yeah. we really create our, our problems. I, I told, um, 
don't know if it was my husband or my my 15 year old daughter well she just turned 16 yesterday but very recently we traveled to tennessee and i had a lot of time in the vehicle and alone and, and dealing with uh life because you have to deal with it right now in the moment and i remember saying that Sometimes I, I feel like I'll just make myself distracted so I don't have to deal with the situation. And there's not yeah. much better way to do that with than putting a rod and reel in your hand. So I think on both times, um, you know, if you're out fishing, it's okay. Then no one's going to bother you because they know you're out on the water, right? Yeah. But yeah. but in another situation, if I'm in the office, if I'm in the kitchen, if I'm in the bathroom, they're still going to bother me. So I also think it's that that <laughs> that the time parent. when it's acceptable <laughs> to not be bothered, right? Like oh, <laughs> mom, <yes>. mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but if, but if they know I'm fishing, they don't they don't mess with me. So yeah. I do think that there's a there's a um a, a little more of a guilt free detachment. Um, that you can, okay, no, I'm supposed to be unbothered right now. I'm supposed to be in a place yeah. of, of no one being able to reach me. So I, I think that, you know, sometimes we just have to be admitting. Sometimes I do it for avoidance, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> no, I got you. And it's, it's a great deal. I wanted to show real quick the website here of, of champions. Yeah. Let me, let me put that up on the screen here. And I'm just going to highlight just that. So yeah. I'm looking at here, we've got your, your kids to fish. That's yeah. your, uh, archers and anglers program, the real yeah. girls. Yep. Talk to us real quick about some of these programs. Yeah. Which just give so, us kind so of as, a, we developed, as we developed with with Champions Outdoors, um, I eventually you know ran a kayak shop for a local company. Uh, you know, kind of got got on levels. Did did a, a team stint with Jackson Kayak for several years. Um, you know, started representing Viking at a higher level till I became. Now now we distribute kayaks, we sell kayaks, we rent kayaks, we demo kayaks. So as we built that, we tried to find in ways to where can we create space for the kids, where can we create space for the women, and so that's what this is. So when we have an event um, coming up what we want to focus on is this a woman's event it, then that's going to fall into real girls if it's a kid or youth event whether it's the archery which we do the archery and the fishing um, with texas parks and wildlife we've been with them for seven years now so that's they can awesome. click on that link and it'll take them directly to that uh, group so that they don't have to you know filter through because we do have a lot going on so you know it helps us categorize as champions outdoors continues to grow and add legs you know you can go to you know from champions outdoors you can get to our real girls for any of our women events or women encouragement same with our youth events um and those those are the tabs that will take you to those places and then um there's so my youngest son uh, my 10 year old uh struggles a lot with life and his little brain doesn't work like the rest of them and so we have uh, made a, a mission to create space for kids on the autism spectrum too if you notice there's a spot down there where you can book a trip with us for autism um if you if now this is autism anglers out of florida that will take you directly to national support for autism anglers and then if uh someone in our area wants to book a trip we take kids with autism out for free um and that's uh, up on the, about the middle of our page uh, you can see the uh, the little links um I'm looking here somewhere somewhere up there right there on the end right there with the little boy go down a little bit down under right underneath that one there you go so that's a zero charge trip back up <laughs> back up Oh, yep, right here. Right there. Here we go. Yep, yep. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, we, we do do guided trips. We have a, we have a charter boat and a charter captain here on site. And then myself, I'm a, a kayak guide. And then if someone has a family member, uh, especially uh, particularly a youth uh, on the spectrum, right, they click right there and they'd be able to book a free trip with us. So we really try to create um, space. Uh, having having spare money when you're raising a kid on the spectrum is probably not likely unless you were born into financial privilege. No <laughs> kidding. Uh, you can't live the same life, you know, you got, you got to live a different life, which usually requires you to be with your child um, as often as you can 
Uh, Nick's not been too far away from me unless he's with his dad. So right. um, it, it's, it gives us another space, though, because there is a lot of space created for autism in the fishing community. Um, so we've, we've been blessed to, to be able to take advantage of that and then also share our resources. And that's a big thing. We're, I'm a share my resources kind of girl. You know, whether I got if I got one, then we're going to split it you know, as many ways as we need to. If I've got 10, we're going to we're, we're going to 10 times it. And I just have found a lot of value in, in sharing as we've gone along the way with this thing. That is, I mean, that is just fantastic, awesome stuff. I mean, it's the another one of the common denominators is just the continued service to others. Your we don't stop community. serving. <laughs> no, no, and that's the. It is one of the reasons why that you know, as I learned more and got more involved, um, like you, uh, your story that you talked about the Purple Art recipients. The very first, back before I'd started my nonprofit, um, I was just volunteering at uh, different nonprofits, and one of the yeah. first ones, the life changer for us, was the Warrior Bonfire Program. Purple Heart recipient combat vets. Um, I had an opportunity to go to Vienna, Missouri and share space uh, with uh, these six individuals that larger than life to me, just amazing human beings, uh, all Purple Heart uh, combat vets and spent, you know, several, several days down there on a private lake at a private lodge and uh, uh, basically opened up my, my boat and my gear and, and just shared my love for bass yeah. fishing with these guys and it changed everything, you know, and within uh, literally a few hours of being home, we had a, a new name for our organization. It's where the name of the True Patriot Outfitters came from because they, okay. one of the guys, a Bradley commander there out of Louisiana, uh, or, uh, basically had, had called us that uh, as a True Patriot. Uh, he said, you may not be a veteran, but in my book, you're a True Patriot and you're a civilian worth fighting for. And I, and I got to tell you, next to the title of dad, that took a good solid second. It used to be coach was my second. Now coach is third being called that from those guys, you know, it That's changed awesome. our, it changed our course yeah. and, uh, and, and what we found, you know, as our, as our, as our purpose. And so this is so cool seeing all these other areas. And, you know, one of the other areas that we were going to do, because I'm going to, I'm going to fire this up as a having, I have a, a 25 year old daughter, um, and it's always been, you know, a very important piece to me that she have the same opportunities as anybody else that goes out and busts their butt as hard as she yeah. does. Um, I, I don't want to ever see anything step in her way, you know, that for that. So it is so cool to me when I see the the the. Well, for like I'm 51 too, so I'm from a different generation, you know. But it's lady anglers seeing yeah. female competitors out there. I'll be honest with you. I there is zero zero reason that there shouldn't be more yeah. in in the ranks because there's nothing I, I know why there's, there's not more, but I agree with you. <laughs> it's the good old oh. boy network probably more than more than anything. <laughs> it's the good old boy network, honestly. You know, no? it, it, you know, because I do compete. I've been competing for seven years and I've competed against some of the best females in this industry. And I've I've also spent time with some women that I thought to myself, you're the reason why we're not ever gonna make it anywhere. <laughs> but right? you know, the reality is probably just until the last five years, and I will give much credit to Christine for this. Um, but you know, there was just a stigma that you were either, either like the model, yep. so you fit the model category or you were somewhere in a back room, you know, on a, on a computer or something like that. There wasn't actually a lane for us. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, yeah. and I remember, I remember early in Christine's career, we were talking she's like, I don't want to be recognized as a woman. I just want to be out here as an angler. Yeah. And what was so powerful about that is she maintained that you, you saw women starting to come out and start feeling com confident to compete. And then I see the same thing in major league fishing over in the boat world. There's not a lot of sex sales in MLF. 
They're, they're just not doing it. And, um, you know, perfect example, Matt Robertson. There's there's no sex selling Matt Robertson. <laughs> That's just real, true, blue collar, backwoods. This little yeah. boy wants to do something with fishing. And I think as long as people like that that are genuine get to have a space and we continue to create space for women fully clothed. You know, I, I talked to um, a lot of the ladies at AgCast this year at the women's meetup. You know, we're responsible for that to fish you know, appropriately so that we can have a lane and there's no shade on the models. The models are beautiful and there is a path for them. But oh, it, I'll, it, I'll, I'll throw shade at the models. I'm so sick and tired of seeing redfish no, or sailfish being held up by a bikini. It's like, shut <laughs> yeah. up. Look, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm a male too. Okay. I don't mind eye candy, but not in fishing. Get it out of there. You know, it's I just know. Like, and if we're going to do it, let's do it both ways. Can we get something like, what uh, are we looking at? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just teasing. No, trust but, but, me, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you want to see any of these guys that I know. <laughs> uh, no, there ain't no chipping deals. It's more like, like my, my husband's in the background. He said he'll jump up in a speedo. <laughs> yeah, no. You see guys in the fishing industry doing this. It's going to be like the Chips Ahoy dancers. Okay. <laughs> That's about all you're going <laughs> to say. Hey, Chunky Duncan, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but but really, you. I think for me, and I, I just recognize that there is a lane for models, and it's not my lane. Um, and and I and I deserve more than being in the back room to my own credibility. I, I've got some value out here. So I think as long as those of us um that have a lane that we stay in it and we really promote what we're trying to promote and resist skin yeah. selling. And, and I think that that's what it's going to take to keep growing it. And it's definitely going that direction. I just, that Bassmaster article that just came out was amazing. And it, it was almost spot on um, where, where the drive should be going for women in fishing. You know, and it's one of the, the, one of the areas that I do appreciate kayak fishing so much too, because uh, I, I just, I'm going to say it. I, I don't mind. I'm not trying to be controversial or whatever. And I'm, I love yeah. my bass boat buddies. I love my bass boat world that I used to live in. But on the kayak side, I just think there's a slightly more uh, forward thinking uh, mentality that might be For there, sure. you know, and it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's extremely friendly. There isn't the amount of pressure. Um, and maybe that changes as the dollars come up in our sport. I, I don't know. But, I think you're just going to have that 10% anywhere you go with anything you do and you focus yeah. on the 90% good. And I think that kayak industry is for sure 90 plus percent good. Yeah. Yeah. It's very welcoming. It's very open. Very. And and I just, I love the even, even ground for, for everything. Absolutely. So that's, that's some good. Well, when I do the interview series of, of female anglers in our sport, I'm going to have you come back for that one too, if that's, if that's okay. And we'll yeah, just, we can focus more heavily on that piece there. Yeah, and you can, and we can talk about either side. You know, I love competing in MLF <clears throat> actually better than I than I like kayak tournaments, and wow. just because you know I just show up. For me, it's where I don't have to do anything. Oh, because on the co angler side, I'm right, 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 right. I show up. They tell me whose boat to get on. My husband says, "Bye, she's your problem for the next eight hours." <laughs> I'll tell you, it was one of the things that I really, truly did enjoy about coming to kayak is that because when I was a boater, um, I took it as my responsibility. Not all boaters yeah. think this, but I took it as my responsibility to get that co-angler on fish. For sure. It's um, one of the things that keeps me from going over. I'm, I don't want to be responsible for someone else's um, experience. And, and I know there's a lot of guys out there that are like, no, man, I got my money invested. I'm here to get mine. Okay. And I, and I, I know a lot of those people. Yeah. And that just was never my, I, I was like, no, I, I can't do that. It's a lot of um, pressure. I want to make sure that 
you know, this co-angler, because uh, I spent several years as a co-angler, so this co-angler is yeah. expecting me to put them on, you know, good that I've done my homework, I, yeah, I, I had, showed I up. outstanding voter experiences. Every voter I have had has, has kind of honestly shared your mentality. I, I've had... Yeah. Um, had some great voters. A lot of my voters fish also in Toyota series. And it's been, it's been nothing but a, a really great experience for me, but that That's pressure awesome. that you're talking about, it's non-existent to the co-angler. I just have to make sure I don't get in his way. And if I, if I need to get the net, get the net and don't knock the fish off his hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's truly, you know, where it's at. I've had a lot of co-anglers do really, really well from the back of the boat. And, and I sucked it up that day, you know, for whatever reason. And, I've, uh, I've, out, I've outfished a few of my boaters. Yeah. <laughs> It happens. It happens. And I'm usually what's, what's kind of funny though, is that before it's, it hits me when I get back to weigh in and I'm like, son of a, did I just really do that today? But during the moment, I'm so freaking excited for them. You know, when they're, when they're hammered on fish, it's like, cause I just, I love the sport and I love watching people catch and you know, it's, it's good stuff, but it is good stuff. No, the kayak side for sure. I enjoy it. It's like, nope, I'm taking care of myself. I'm getting myself ready. And but it's a lot of work. It's so much work. It is, but you know, I embrace the grind. I love, I love that side of it. This is going to be I, weird. I like my, I call it my cheat day when I go out on a, on a BFL because I'm, I'm throwing up a hundred bucks for an eight hour guided trip. Let me get that next kayak event. <laughs> well, and not for nothing, you're doing it in Texas to boot, which I oh, mean, yeah. look, well, that's, I fished, it's, last it, year I did it in Florida. I did the Gator Division and I got my ass handed to me. I had to come back to Texas wow. where, I can, where I can whoop somebody. Look, <laughs> I'm telling you what, here's the thing. 15 pounds will get you a good old check over here in Texas. 15 pounds ain't going to get you in the top 100 in Florida. Them boys are coming in with 30-pound sacks in the top 20. On the co-angler side. It's stupid. (laughs) Florida strain bass. Dude, them Florida bass, man, that ain't nothing to play with. But I did get, I got my personal best this past summer, and I got my my Florida, uh, I'm on the Florida Lunker page or whatever, got my little sticker and my little gift card. I'm in the drawing for the the free truck and boat or whatever, so. Good stuff. That was awesome. Well, this is awesome. Folks at home, make sure you go check out Champions Outdoors Facebook. Give them a follow out there. Make sure you're there. Go check out the website. Uh, see the, the different programs they have going. If you're in that neck of the woods down there, uh, go hit Jen and uh, and the team up over there and, uh, and get yourself a trip booked in there. I know that there was a short period that I had a uh, uh, three uh, Blue Sky 360. When I, when I first started getting rolling, it was... I'm wearing it, the wrong clothes to say what I'm about to say, but... No, it's okay. That's, that's it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, it was it was the closest thing that I found. It's like, what's going to be the closest to my bass boat? And yeah, it, was that, it was that rig. Um, the problem was, it's like, okay, how do I get four of those on-site, non-location is like without a semi. Jesus No, Christ. no, you can't. We, I'm going to have to send you some pictures of us double, triple stacking them babies. Let me tell you what, we did it. <laughs> wow. It's, well, still, it's the, still my number one rental. I don't know if you, you know the fleets that we have. That's still our number one rental. That's the one everybody wants to take out, man. It is It is a ton of fun. I love that even my my big balloon butt, you know, at 250, I can stand it's, on the, it's, a tune. It's a fat boy boat. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't move. You know, it was, no. it was awesome. We just yeah. sold it last season. Um, we got a chance to, to get it sold. And of course, uh, two years ago, I, uh, had joined up with new canoe and that oh, okay. unli- the unlimited is, is such oh, an amazing, yeah, there's oh, so man. many great platforms out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Gets the job well, um, done, keeps people on. I, I didn't want to, uh, leave without letting you know, uh, it's not a secret cause it, it, it released here this past, uh, fall just after ICAST, but we do have a, a little TV show out now. You do? Um, on, 
We do. It just came out on America's Boating Channel, and then it'll be on the Pursuit Channel this spring. Um, okay. And it is called Jen Nolan Fishing, uh, raised like this. And Adam Jay, he's a freestyle fisherman. I know uh, exactly wrote, who Adam Jay is. So he wrote he wrote the song for our show last year. We did a lot of work on the road, a lot of filming in Florida. So there'll be a lot of that content releasing um, here in the next series, and then we'll have um, a really nice uh, Rockport Corpus Christi season to follow that. So some good so stuff. Jen- Jen Nolan Fishing. It's going to be you on what, it. what platform? Right now, it's out on America's Boating Channel. And then it will be going over and it'll be riding simultaneously on the Pursuit Channel as well coming up this spring. All right. So, yeah, get that, go check that out there. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, A lot of cool mom content. So, like, it, you know, it... it to, to sit here at my age, you know, and having kids, ha- still having kids at home, and, and I will tell you, this is not something you can be like, yeah, I know how you feel. <laughs> um, it, you, you, you just don't give yourself a life. And, um, it, you know, for me, as much as I'm serving community, I serve myself a lot um, when I go kayak fishing. And I don't mean that to be arrogant. I hope anyone watching this who really needs to give themselves a break, you know, mamas, it's okay to take a break. Even for eight hours, it really is. Uh, hey man, you to, can't. You I used can't to feel save, guilty about it, but I don't anymore. <laughs> you can't, you know, save someone from drowning if you yourself are drowning. Correct. You, know, you got to take so, care of your, uh, own, your own health first. I've never drowned on a kayak. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Sure. Um, so, so do that and um, give give yourself some time. And I, and we hope uh, Jen Nolan Fishing does that. Lets people just see how to enjoy life. We're we're using that as a reminder ourselves to live in the moment. And it's really just sharing how I do this and bring motherhood along. You know, I, I've been homeschooling for 10 years. So oftentimes my kids are on the road with me when I'm doing all this crazy stuff. Um, and it's a challenge because you don't see them. So you don't realize I'm juggling motherhood back here while I'm trying to juggle a life for myself. No kidding. And, um, yeah. <laughs> So well, you know, and you don't get it done without that support system, right? I mean, that's no, such a key thing uh, that and it's one healthy. of the hardest things in the veteran community is yeah. accepting the fact that that isn't a sign of weakness getting help. All right. But that's, you know what? That's it's a sign of intelligence place. when you yeah. when you do get help. Yeah. And and I, I would, would really feel like that it's a true statement to say I feel like my veteran organizations is where I feel the safest to be okay with those feelings. I think those are considered weaknesses everywhere else. But, um, you know, the, the longstanding support in the veteran community, whether it was service-related, self-related, family-related, child-related, any of those feelings that you go through, um, they're recognized there, and there's always great support for that. And, and that's one of my favorite things about ser- giving the service back is knowing that everyone goes through these things, and they're a reminder to take time for self and it's easy to, to to do that and aid in that when we show up with the kayaks and the fishing gear and all they got to do is get on and go that is so cool well i'm hoping to get a chance to get down there uh, to your neck of the woods and have a Come chance on. to meet you uh you know face to face it's such a beautiful area of the country i've not had a chance to get that far south uh just yet but redfish is something i would absolutely love to get on it's it's a bucket list item I've never been, so it would be be super cool to uh, to get down there with you guys. Well, all you got to do is get here. They are our specialty, and we work with a lot of groups down here. We would be more than happy to host you and put you up in a hotel. So if you can get here, we get you on them. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Good stuff. Folks, make sure to check out uh, Champions Outdoors. Like we said, follow them on Facebook. Check out the uh uh, the, the website there, go through that whole piece. Jen, from all of us here at the TPO to you and your entire family, thank you for your service. Yes, sir. Thank you thank for, you. for everything you have done to allow goofballs like me to go out and do what we're doing. We appreciate I'm it. I'm just we another goofball, buddy. <laughs> Stick around with me after we roll this out. Folks at home, don't forget, smash that subscribe YouTube. That is the number one way you can help us. 
Uh, I know other nonprofits will tell you donations. Sure, donations are awesome. But you know what? We're, we're in a rough time here right now. But you, it doesn't cost you a dime or anything. You go hit and smack that subscribe button for us on YouTube. Paddle and Finn Podcast Network has given us this platform. Hit it here also at the True Patriot Outfitters. Go hit up Champions Outdoors. Jen Nolan Fishing on YouTube. Hit these areas. It doesn't take much, man. It's uh, it's a super Check awesome Check it out. Way. I'm sitting right in the shop, too. Lovely. Love it. Dream job right there. I'll tell you, if I had a, if I had an angel investor, we'd have a new canoe shop right here in the metro area. I promise you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you got manifest. We're manifesting it right now. That's right. That's right. Come on, Thank- new canoe. Daddy needs canoe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jen. And we're looking forward to the next time we have you on here. Absolutely. Appreciate it, folks at home. Couldn't do it without you. Tight lines. Be safe. Folks, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we did. Jen is just a a firecracker, man. She is so full of energy, um, a ton of fun. I would love to get a chance to get down there and uh, go fishing with uh, Champions Outdoors and, and, and hang out with Jen and the crew down there and see how they're doing. We're hoping we can put something like that together eventually here. Man, we have another interview coming up. Speaking of uh, cool times and having a good time here, end of April, there is a heck of a deal that the Paddle and Finn is putting on. Check this out. April 27th, April 28th, $100 gets you in Dale Hollow, the Paddle and Finn Podcast Network tournament being hosted down there. Um, man, there's some awesome uh, lodging options there on houseboats that you got to uh, reach out down there and uh, and, and get this set up. Um, what a very, very cool. You know when Paddle and Finn puts something together, it's a class act, and they've been doing it for several years. Dale Hollow, man, bucket list location. If you're anywhere in the area or feeling like a little drive, want to go check out Dale Hollow, that is the place to be. It's on Tourney X right now. Go get registered up. Again, April 27th, 28th, 100 bucks. you in. You're going to have a blast, hang out, get to see some people, and, uh, and of course, uh, check out Dale Hollow. Speaking of killer locations... This year's 2024 schedule for the All-American Kayak Series has some big fish factories that are going to be playing host to the All-American Kayak Series. We open it up with Lake of the Ozarks uh, first thing in April. Of course, we have the classic, one of the Midwest's largest, actually, events in the entire U.S. for kayak fishing each year. It ranks up there. Um, And then just a laundry list. Check out a little word from those guys real fast here.
2024 schedule is gonna be fire y'all you got time to get signed up go check it out tourney x all american kayak series go to the all american kayak series.com uh check out on socials at all american kayak series don't miss this man these are uh, you know for the midwest anglers out there uh this is a a chance to go fish and compete against some of the nation's best anglers without having to drive 18 19 20 hours man um you know the all american is dedicated to going to some some great fisheries and tons of money payouts as good as they get when it comes uh, to this sort of thing and so yeah don't uh you don't want to miss that again reminder folks this is not live we are pre-recorded uh through this show here next up in our interview series mr mike unruh mike unruh he is out of uh, the missouri area united states uh, a veteran dedicated he and his family have, have given so much and they continue to give every day um, and uh, this was an honor to sit down with this man and uh, and learn his story, learn about the things he's involved in with fishing and, of course, giving uh, giving back to uh, sections of his community. And, uh, again, don't forget, stick around to the end of the podcast here. We're going to share a discount code for Battleborn Tackle that you can go check out. Um, go check them out, man, uh, in between here, www.battlebornetackle.com, and you're going to see what I'm saying when it comes to the uh, – uh, it comes to the awesome prices, the free shipping, and so forth. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and roll ourselves into uh, the interview with Mr. Mike Unruh. Enjoy. Next in our list here, we have a gentleman here that he is involved. I'm looking at this uh, this resume here, and good night. This man stays busy. Uh, but the one that we were going to talk uh, that, uh, that actually brought me to him was the, uh, his work with the Fallen Outdoors. So let's go ahead and bring in Mike to the show. Mike, how in the heck are you, sir? Hey, good afternoon, guys. So help me pronounce the last name. Unra, is that right? It's, it's close. I've been called uh, many things. Uh, the correct pronunciation is unruh. Unruh, got it's it. German for unruly, but I, I'm I'm actually a real nice guy. So. <laughs> well, you noticed I introduced you as Mike because it's like mm, I bet you there's something else to this, and I'm not gonna mess it up on air. <laughs> like I said, I, I spent my time as a criminal investigator in the military. I've been called many things, so unruh. Unruh, got it. That's perfect. So yeah, man. What I was just telling people, you're involved in a lot of stuff, brother. You keep yourself super busy in everything related to the outdoors and then some. Um, but let's start with the top of the list and just start working our way down here, right? Uh, you are the sure. vice president of the Fallen Outdoors. This is a nonprofit organization um, that is a good size organization. You guys look like you have a national reach. Is that right? Yeah, we're actually almost in every state now. We catered over 200 veterans on a year, providing free of charge therapeutic outdoor adventures. That is outstanding, brother. Birds of a feather. We I, we we right. end up just somehow. There's there's a lot of us out there in the need. That that's the thing I tell people when they say, uh, "Well, so you're an organization." Well, yeah, I know this other organization that does the same thing, and I always respond with them. And we need every last one of us. Trust me. Absolutely. You know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're all just a resource. Yep. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, so that's that's very cool. So, talk to me about the Fallen Outdoors. Uh, when when did that first uh, to spark up, and uh, what what's what's its lineage? So, in two thousand nine, our founder Eric Bakken from Washington State was deployed to Afghanistan. Uh, him and a couple of buddies 
uh, were actually, you know, on a mountaintop in Afghanistan, kind of how the, the thought of the fallen outdoors came together. Uh, the name wasn't even established. This something they thought about said, Hey, you know, when we get out of this, this nasty hell hole, let's, let's create something that gives back to our veterans. We all love to hunt and fish and, and they really like to duck hunt. So they're like, let's, let's do something that gives back to those and hunt and fish. And so, and Hey, let's create this organization. And unfortunately only one of those people came back from Afghanistan and that became his, his power was I'm doing this now just for my fallen brothers. One so, hundred man. Yeah, 2009, it was established 2015. We were actually a certified uh, 501c3 through IRS. And, you know, the, the process is just, it became a kind of a, a click for people to join and hunt and fish together and get each other out and enjoy the outdoors and the camaraderie. And it just blossomed from 2015 to now, where we have teams in almost every single state. Uh, we catered over 200,000 on an annual basis. We have 780 something pro staff that volunteer their time. Nobody makes a dime. They volunteer their services to help show each other the great outdoors and healing power and, and provide that camaraderie through the outdoors. You just said something hit the nail right on the head, man. It's, it's hard to convey this message to, to civilians and such, but um, being a civilian myself, it's a little easier for me to be that liaison, right? See, as I'm not a, a, a U.S. veteran, um, I understand my place in this process. So when I founded the TPO, that was a big deal for us is expressing to these people, you understand the healing benefits that come with this. Yeah. You know, that this is far beyond, I'm not going to sit here and boohoo story it because none of us want the, a boohoo story, right? Yeah. Uh, especially not our, our nation's warfighters. That's the last damn thing they want. <laughs> but the point is, is the amount of healing that comes out of just the the engagement with the outdoors, man, is it's medically supported, it's documented, it's there. Um, and what better way? To, to deliver that, you know, as opposed to a bag of opioids or sitting with Absolutely. six, six different, you know, VA counselors, you know, over the course of two years, you know, type thing. It's like, no, let's, we, we can, we can take care of each other, man. And, and, you know, with people supporting the fallen outdoors, people supporting other organizations like that, that's how we get it done. That's awesome stuff, brother. Absolutely. That number 22, you know, is a number that's been thrown out there for the last few years that 22 veterans take their own life. Yep. on a daily basis in the recent studies it's shown that the number is way higher than that but yeah you know through the power of the outdoors that connection hope and healing is is what it's all about you know i did some some dive in i'm a, I'm a big guy on stats and data right that's mm -hmm. that's kind of my my background I'm a, I'm a big big science guy inside my head so before i really start going too far i want to see some some information numbers don't lie and the lineage of the stop 22 the short version of that story is the first study that was put together, they come up with that 22 number and they, they let those findings be known really quick. And a few very smart people jumped on top of this and said, stop 22. That's where we need to go with this, right? We're, we're going to take this and move it. Well, when they started actually doing further research on this, just what you said, the number actually in most of those studies was way higher than that. Yeah. And there were a couple times when it dipped beneath it with mm -hmm. what data they got a hold of. But there's this fluctuating number here. And the bottom line is what we settled on, like with the Romans were our stop 22 tour. What we, what we settled on was don't care if it's one that's until there are none, we're not going to stop. 
you know, and that's the point of this is that, um, you know, regardless of where that number hits, stop 22 was just the, the tagline that everybody got behind. The yeah. bottom line is we're going to keep working on this until that, that number's zero. Absolutely. You know, and so that's, uh, that's important stuff, man. Yeah. That was, it was an interesting deal to see what they, what they did with that. And I'm like, yeah, I, you can say stop 19, stop 300, whatever. I don't matter. The The mission remains, you know, <laughs> awesome stuff, man. So talk to me a little bit about your, your service here. You are retired from the United States army. Uh, when, uh, when did you serve, sir? So I actually joined, uh, I left for basic training about 10 days after high school, uh, 2001. And, you know, during my time in basic training in AIT, the tragic events of 9-11 happened. Uh, and that's kind of the, the period where it separated those who signed up for college, because that's what the military used to be all about, and those who actually signed up to do service to their country. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, so fortunate for me that I wasn't one that graduated, you know, AIT or advanced individual training and was sent directly downrange. And then first deploy until 2004. Um, so... I got some downtime, but during that time from 01, late 01 to 04, it was all field training. It was, we knew we were going, just tell us when. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, and my first deployment was to Iraq in 2004 to 2005. Um, got back from that. And uh, I was a military police officer by trade. Um, always loved the military police aspect, always loved law enforcement. And I was a prior law enforcement explorer while I was in high school. And I figured that since I'm 18, you got to be 21 to be a cop. What should I do with those four short years? Right. Join the military. And then it was, it was easy to me. Um, the, the, the mental aspect was easy. The physical training was easy. Uh, and the mission was what I loved. And so I just stuck it out, you know, 20 years later, here I am full beard, full hair and full mental health. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 20 years you served. Yes, sir. That is uh, awesome. From all of us, before we go any further, from all of us at the Romans Warrior Foundation, from all of us at the TPO, my volunteers, everybody around us, I just personally also, in, in, in addition to that, want to thank you for your service, for your family service, uh, to allow uh, goofballs like me to come out and do the things that I love to do. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you, brother. We appreciate everything you've done. And, uh, you are the, the motivation for us out here. 100%. So thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. You bet. So cool, man. So you do your 20, you're, you're, uh, you're us army retired. When did your love for the outdoors begin? My guess is childhood. You grew up around it. Yeah. Are you a native of uh, Missouri? Cause that's where you're at right now. Yep. No, I retired out of here in Missouri. I uh, was here since 2015. Uh, I'm born and raised central Kansas. Okay. I spent not not too many, far away. Yeah, no, not too far away. Six hour drive from my hometown. Uh, and I have a, a 16 year old son who lives there. Nice. But, uh, I grew up um, hunting pheasant quail in western Kansas from the age of like eight with my grandpa. And that's when I really developed the passion for the outdoors. Um, wow. My parents, my parents separated at an early age. Uh, so I'd go and live with my mom in the summers of Arkansas. And, you know, when she was working, I was old enough. I guess you could say nowadays you wouldn't call that old enough. But back then I was old enough to be on my own. And, you know, I'd be in the hauler shooting squirrels with a pellet gun, catching fish, throwing them in a the bucket, shooting, hanging on vines, swinging in the haulers. And and so my thing was I loved the outdoors and I lived it. And uh, it just it just never stopped. So. Yeah. 
dude, my brother and I, uh, he's like 70 years older than me, but so my big brother, he always had that Crossman 760 pump master, right? Pellet yeah. rifle. And I had that Daisy spring loader, dude, if it moved, we shot at it, you know I mean? Yeah, from grasshoppers to birds, you name it. I mean, I, obviously i would you know try to teach my kids a little better today on the conservation side of things but yeah. grasshoppers and stuff now nah, go for it blast them <laughs> yeah. but yeah man we would uh i mean one of the things we would do as kids this is an obscure random thing but it's just that outdoors uh aspect living in florida for a few years we'd shoot those stupid grasshoppers and then we'd take them to the fire ant hills and drop the carcass on the fire ant hill yeah. to literally watch what they did to it. And I'll be honest with you, man, that taught me more than just about any science class was just living that life, being out there, seeing it unfold in front of you, man. That's a, that's a cool deal. Yeah. Yeah. And all my friends and um, even my brother and my dad, anytime we went fishing, you know, I was the one that caught all the fish and got the ice cream cone at the end of the day. And then eventually my brother's like, I'm not fishing with you guys no more. I can't even keep up. So. <laughs> My brother quit hunting and fishing with me, you know, at a, a de decently young age. And um, he's uh, five years older, four years older than me. And he's slowly seeing all my stuff. And he's like, man, maybe I do, you know, want to get back into the outdoors. And so he was, we were talking just this summer about, you know, getting him a deer rifle and getting him into deer hunting. So he thinks that's pretty cool. So that's awesome. Yeah. So would you call yourself, uh, a bass angler or just a, an angler in general? You go after everything. Yeah, I mean, I do a little bit of everything. You know, I love chasing crappie. Um, I'm a big kayak angler. Uh, through my organization, we have a kayak series we run to that kind of is a nationwide series. Um, nice. Spoonbill. Here in Missouri, man, we snag spoonbill, and that's that's a fun fish, especially even on the kayak. Um, but what's got me stuck is smallmouth bass in our river systems here in Missouri. Right. Hard to beat. It's hard to beat. I've those never things been to are crazy. Those footballs, but the river smallmouth up here in Missouri, it's that's enough to keep me going all the time. So, brother, river smallies—they're just—I mean, there's a common denominator whether it's a northern smallie or you know, like a highland res smallie or river mm -hmm. or eastern. There's a common denominator, and that is these things are just batshit crazy in the head. Yeah. I mean, they fight. Oh my goodness, they got a lot of fight in them. Oh yeah. And I the mean, thing. Go ahead. I was just going to say the thing I like about that species, I uh, make no mistake. I love my green swamp donkeys. They're, they're a yeah. ton of fun, but the thing that, that is just the extra challenge is I do believe that the smallmouth bass is just a, a, a little bit more of a thinking predator. Um, you got to be a little bit better on your, on your game to be able to really fool the, the big ones, you know, to, to come after you. Cause I just, I, I just think they're maybe a little more, uh, stop think first before they they attack where the green yeah. ones tend to go cross-eyed and just start snapping at anything around them you know from yeah. time to time yeah they're, they're definitely a finesse fish and especially when you have a you know a lightweight rod lightweight line and it's it's a blast in the river smallies so that's they're awesome. strong they're strong fish dude i do like I, my ditch pickles too but you know, <laughs> nothing like catching that bronze that's right that's right so talk to me about the kayak fishing uh aspect of what you guys do there what uh what's that all about yeah so we have uh, a kayak series called fallen outdoors kayak anglers f-o-k-a it's a uh, monthly online series open nice. to anybody nationwide we fish from our first tournament starts in march and our last one ends in october uh, sometimes september based on based on weather 
Um, and, and we get 25 to 60 some anglers sign up. Um, and it just goes to support veterans. You know, all the money raised goes right back to the organization, the Fallen Outdoors. Uh, first place gets awesome trophies, awesome prize packages. Second place gets awesome prize packages from all of our sponsors. Um, and they get a whole new lure selection, brand new rods, just all kinds of stuff that the outpouring of the outdoor fishing community has given us to give back to those who are participating. And it, it becomes a, I, I call it tournaments to reduce the 22 uh, and that's really what it is. It's no drama fishing in support of our veterans. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We've yeah. often thought of doing a similar thing with Romans is, uh, you know, trying to connect and using our, our Alabama roots to, you know, try to do, you know, organize a little deal there, just to, just a way to, uh, you know, create some some extra help for these different trips that we're trying to put together and things like that. But yeah, man, that's, that is awesome. So uh, hang on one second here. Let me make sure. What is the name of the of the series that people can go research and find to sign up? Yeah, and we have our own Facebook page too. It's Fallen Outdoors Kayak Anglers. Fallen Outdoors <laughs> Kayak Anglers. And that's on Facebook uh, if they okay. search that? Yep. And then uh, registration links and flyers monthly will be up on there and links to our attorney acts and stuff like that as well. Perfect. Perfect. Low entry fees and just good payouts with you know, prize packs and camaraderie. Awesome stuff. You heard it, folks. Go check them out, man. Get signed up out there. And, uh, you know, doing something that you love to do and the fact that where you know where this this money's going, you know what it's going to do, try to help. Um, you know, I always tell people this a lot, Mike, that, uh, yeah, of course, donations are, are a big, big deal uh, to, to really keep the engine moving for all of our of these nonprofits. But I'll tell you, if you really want to do something that that not only carries an impact, but also is really looked upon favorably and and very grateful, it's it's the time when you dedicate your time to help with one of these events or to go fish one of these events. That's your time you're giving, you know, and that is what, quite frankly, most of what I have found when I encounter gentlemen like yourself, Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that. I was once told this, anybody can write a check. Not everybody wants to give their time to something, Absolutely. you know, and that means a lot, man, because it's, it's that validation that these citizens out here, you know, the people that you were protecting, you were taking care of, you know, it's their, it's their way they can show back to that. So I just try to tell people, get involved in those things, you know, spend a little bit. And this is a great way to do it. Sign up on that, go fish, go do what you love and know that you're taking, uh, taking care of some, some folks that more than have earned it and deserve it. Yeah, and even if you're not a kayak angler, usually one tournament throughout the year we do in any means, which means you can fish from the shore, a bass boat, a kayak, an inflatable unicorn if you wanted to. <laughs> as long as you're following the rules and you know have your catch board and challenge accepted. <laughs> you'd be surprised at some of the things you see on these Missouri rivers up here. Well, especially during, you know, between Memorial Day and Labor Day, brother. I mean, <laughs> you never know what you're going to catch on Lake of the Ozarks. Or... <laughs> we have we have more than one party cove now, so. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. So summertime, I usually do my fishing at night. You know, me and a bunch of guys will go out at 6 o'clock at night. And we'll fish till 3 or 4 in the morning. And, I mean, the bass bite is phenomenal. Getting wow. behind those docks and no wake, no boats on the water, crystal clear. And the bite is good. That's some juice right there, man. Just spilling. Oh, yeah. uh, that's that's some good stuff. Because yeah, that's you never know. Uh, it's it's it can be crazy in some of these places for sure. Now, where so 
<clears throat> you're located what what it would be the the biggest body of water closest to you uh probably lake of the ozarks lake of the ozarks so, okay cool. yeah i live in waynesville uh, oh. we call it waynes vegas yeah i'm exactly halfway on the 44 corridor from st louis to springfield right in the middle okay sweet sweet yeah, yeah that is uh, that's one of my favorite areas through that uh through, through missouri there's i i love that that missouri's got so many different sections of it that actually just they set up environmentally and in the and the 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 people in the towns are so very different yeah. um and it's uh, it's really i like that that central you know really in between lake of the ozarks truman uh, the, those little areas there by ratchet and you know some of those it's a really cool little place through there i like that that section of the state yeah we're in the ozark plateau and i mean it's beautiful when you're floating down our rivers i mean it's scenic as all can be you got bald eagles overhead and uh nice rock shelves big rock cliffs i mean it and our water's crystal clear too most of the time it's it's a scenic beautiful place so that's awesome stuff so let's keep going down the list here so with falling <laughs> outdoors is the heart of this of this whole thing here but now you're also uh so you work with some some other companies i'm noticing mm -hmm. here uh you're a brand ambassador with scentlock is that uh is that a new deal or is that something you've been with those guys for a while yeah, I've been with those guys for a while. Um, uh, Blocker Outdoors and Scentlock are all owned by Nexus Outdoors. And it's it's a clothing brand company uh, dedicated to mainly hunting. Uh, we do have Whitewater, which is uh, our fishing side. Uh, but it's an awesome group of guys and girls that just love the outdoors, live it, and uh, create you know new material all the time to help you blend in better in the outdoors. Perfect. Perfect. Um, also with upwind odor elimination, obviously another hunting, uh, and then hunting RX. <coughs> Got to have that prescription for the outdoors. Right. That's what the RX is all about. So, you know. That's awesome. Now I see here owner of Ridge to River Outdoors. What is that? Yeah. So before I retired in 2020, um, I my, my town's small. Our, our biggest out, outfitter, so to speak, is Walmart. And I'm not a big fan of Walmart myself. I'm all about small, especially veteran-owned businesses. And so, you know what? I'm going to create my own little outdoor store and have a, a storefront in my town. Nice. Um, I'm not to the uh, the outdoor store storefront brick and mortar yet, um, but you can see on the wall here, I have tons of plastics, tons of jigs. And on the other side of the wall is kind of all my hunting stuff, revealed trail cameras. So I have a, a small online store that, uh, usually I push about $70,000 in sales a year. It keeps me busy. And, and once I do go brick and mortar in my hometown, you know, we'll be the premier Pulaski County outdoor store and it's, it should be pretty good. So, so let's see here. I'm just uh, pulling this up here real quick. Folks at home, the name is Ridge, the number two river outdoors. I'm gonna throw this up here for you. Yep. We have our online store, Ridge to river outdoors.com. Uh, just recently got into thermals, so I'm a big predator hunter too. So we do our nighttime predator hunting. We have our own Facebook page, website, yep. all that good stuff. So go hit them up on Facebook, give them a like, give them a follow, and you can find uh, the website right there. You can see all the good uh, good content they've been throwing up there with uh, different products and such. Absolutely, 100% support. Make sure that you uh, you're uh, seeing what they got there, because almost guaranteed, somebody watching this is gonna have you're gonna carry something they gonna need or want. Even if oh, they yeah. don't need it yet, <laughs> maybe they don't realize they need it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> 
Yeah, we got some some local Missouri products here too, um, and I've already promised some uh, kind of veteran-owned businesses that are smaller that once I do get my brick and mortar, I want to have our our veteran side of the the building set up for veteran-owned businesses that you know the people who pour their own plastics right there in the garage and stuff like that. I, I want to highlight those as well. So hell yeah, hell yeah. So I'm looking <laughs> down. We could be here for two hours. You have you are you are working with and helping represent many companies. I see you're involved in some archery stuff. So pretty much if it involves the outdoors, you're into it, huh? I live it and love it. That's awesome, brother. I love that. Let's talk specifically real quick. Um, one of the things I like to always highlight on this, because this goes to helping with uh, with your mission and ours, talk to me what kayak fishing means to you. It's its its own bird, man. It's its own entity. There's a different experience when it comes to that. What is it? What is kayak fishing uh, as far as been your experience with it and what it means to you right <laughs> now as far as uh, getting out there and, and chasing them? Yeah, so the kayak, the big thing about kayak fishing to me is that therapeutic you know, side of things. You're sitting, you know, inches above the water. You're not using a gas engine. It's not loud. It's so peaceful. Uh, you almost feel connected to the water no matter where you're at. You know, the waterways, the, it pushes you where it wants to push you. And it's just that huge connection with nature, you know, and, and catching fish, big or small, no matter what the species is, just, it's just, it's the healing power. It's like, man, how did I catch that? You know, and, and seeing the fish react to the way you work your baits and, it just, it all comes down to healing. I always try to tell people that, and it, it is because I came from the bass boat world and I loved my bass boat. I love fishing from the deck of a bass boat. And there are times that I still miss it. Make no mistake. Yeah. Um, but since coming to the kayak side of things, I will say I've, I've not looked back. I've not had any buyer's remorse by coming full into the kayak side. But it is just a little bit more of an intimate experience. Like you said, dude, you're inches from the water when i mean all of a sudden now water temp it isn't just a number on a gauge <laughs> it's on my fingertips right i mean i'm like yep that's the temperature right now yeah. it, or or wind when the wind changes i i heard it i knew it i read about it and i kind of saw it from my deck of my bass boat but i had a 21 foot bass boat with a 112 pounding, you know, uh, Fortrex on the front of my boat, or actually Ultrex on the front of my boat, and then a Garmin Force. Wind didn't bother me, right? I mean, it's like, no, nah, I would turn, I could face wherever I wanted to face. But now, dude, when that five mile an hour wind, just that little breeze, when it changes, I see it, I feel yeah. it. My boat moves, that I can see the lily pad shifting, that sun, all of a sudden on this lily pad, it's casting a different shadow now. And maybe now that's the strike zone is on this side of the stump. You know, I just feel like when you get in that kayak, you, you like you said it, man, you just get dialed in and you just notice and feel things a little bit differently. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you said a huge word for me is lily pads. Right. And that's one thing we do not have a lot of in Missouri. And right. we have a couple of stretches of the river where you'll have, you know, three or 400 yards of lily pads and, and we beat them up. <laughs> you don't see them very often and i've always wanted to uproot a bunch and throw them in my kayak and replant them but unfortunately i believe that's illegal <laughs> um, but yeah when you find lilies or any type of cover that's you know not normally around it's 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 awesome and that's the things that excites you yeah yeah, yeah for but sure definitely the presentation changes is, is totally different from being elevated on a bass boat to being down in that kayak the presentation is 
ninety percent of your catch. I found too that I end up <clears throat> using my my egg beaters a lot more than I used to. Um, I'll I'll be the first to to say it. And I've been doing this for for a few years. Uh, when it comes to skipping docks and things like that, in the old days, you know, it was all bait caster for me. But now, mm. because of the swing and because of the range, what I have, I actually end up skipping a lot more of my baits with a with a uh, spin casting reel now, just because it's I don't it's it's easier. You know, I just find it easier to get you know that those get that wacky worm you know underneath that dock a little easier that jig. Um, including not skipping, but I actually have started as of last year, started to fish jerk baits. Actually, I'm fishing them from mm -hmm. a spin caster now, just because I, I just find it, uh, for, for the kayak fishing, I find it a little bit easier to operate them that way. I, I love my spin casts and yeah. I get beat up all the time by the guys that kayak fish. We're like, Hey, when are you ever going to get a, you know, a, a bait caster? I was right. like, fine, I'll go out and buy one and I'll have it on my kayak and I'll never pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i'll run eight spin casts and and i just i'm down with them and i'm yeah fluid with them and i'll throw jerk baits i'll throw buzz baits with my spin cast yeah yep. my arm will be a little tired more tired than theirs are throughout the end of the day but <laughs> that on it you know that spin cast is where i'm at i'm 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 a sniper as the armies would say with it so yeah exactly i just i find myself more efficient with it the only time i will say for sure is like i prefer one i'm a big jig guy i love pitching and flipping so i like a high speed reel with a good seven foot you know medium heavy you know pull cue in my hand i like yeah. to get that out there and that for jigging 100 percent, i'm not a bait caster or my like cranks if i'm throwing crank baits you know, I prefer a bait caster just because yeah. I can I can control cadence a little easier with them, and uh, like you said, fatigue. I don't I don't blast out as fast, you know, uh, with that. But yeah, for sure, yeah. it's uh, it it, a it helps tune you in. Ninety percent of the time, I'm throwing jigs, and yeah, you know, even in the winter when people are like, "Oh, it's crank baits, it's buzz buzz baits, it's jerk baits," I'm no, I got a jig with a crawl or some sort of chomper, you know, setup on it or something like that, and. And I'm going to town. I'm I'm down there finessing it. So, do you ever get an opportunity with your busy schedule and such? Do you ever get a chance to to jump in any of the the uh, uh, national tournaments, local tournaments, anything like that? No, you know, I never went to any of the KBF ones. I did, I just do a bunch of the local series. Uh, I'll fish Moyak a little bit, Camo, um, and then I'll fish some of my series. But other than that, it's, nice. I stay pretty. Uh, busy if i'm traveling for the organization you know i'm hitting up our teams and help checking out banquets and uh the last couple of years we partnered with major league fishing so we have booths at all the major league fishing bass pro circuit events and we go meet the pros and hang out with those guys which a lot of those guys are veterans too so yep you get a uh, james worldwide watson he's he's on the bass pro circuit and uh he's a crazy character but yeah he is yeah, and a couple of the referees for Major League Fishing are veterans too, so it's it's cool going out there and traveling across the U.S. and seeing. Is it? Isn't Randy Morris one of those? Yep. Yeah, so I thought. Yep. yep. Yeah, we've been, we've long been waiting on uh, uh, the MLF to get its dip its toe into the uh, kayak scene, man. Um, we just we match up so I mean the catch photo release along with their catch way release. It's like, come on, man, this is such a natural progression. Yeah. You know, um, but obviously they got some stuff they got to work out on their, their boat side to get things dialed in where they need it. And, and a lot uh, of those guys do kayak fish too. I mean, yeah. Iconelli is probably the, the peak of those guys. 
and uh, he really promotes kayak angling, you know, yep. even over his bass fishing. And uh, Mike, he's he's a crazy fool too. Yeah, he is. So. Getting uh, mm-hmm. Carl Jockamson, he's going to uh, throw his hat in the ring. He's getting involved. Um, and uh, yeah, you got uh, Jordan Lee. He does uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how much competition he does, but he definitely fishes out of a kayak. So yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. They're it's catching. People are yep. seeing it out there for sure. It's a little bit cheaper too. <laughs> well, exactly right. It's like Maybe I'm going through four or five hundred dollars worth of just gas. You know, not alone their hundred and fifty thousand dollar bass boats. But I was going to say I, 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 I'm getting a little expensive too nowadays. I can pull away from a gas station and still smile, you yeah. know, <laughs> with, your, with your little Debbie's. <laughs> exactly. A couple ho-hos and a full tank of a pickup. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I want to personally 100% invite you. If you get an opportunity, um, we would love, and if there's anybody else that's uh, working with the Fallen Outdoors, we would love to have a, uh, a powwow get together with you at the All-American Kayak Classic. Um, the reason I mentioned this one is because the, with the Romans warrior foundation, working with the all American kayak series, and then the Clinton chamber of commerce and its visitors bureau has mm-hmm. put up a donation so that we are going to be bringing the global war on terrors wall of remembrance to Clinton, Missouri during the all American kayak classic. Um, we're going to be at the Benson convention center is where the classic is being held. And we're going to have the wall, which is 120 foot long. Uh, we are the only mobile <clears throat> monument dedicated to to the uh, uh, global war on terror in the United States right now, the only mobile one. And uh, we set up one side of that wall is the education side. No politics, just timelining from 1983 Beirut to current date. Nice. Um, just timelining what is the global war on terror, trying to educate people. The other side is the is the biggest piece. It's the honor side. It's brothers and sisters that we've lost to this war. Yeah. Um, the last panel is wherever we take this wall from New York to L.A. across the United States. This panel is where folks can uh, come and write the names of those that have lost the lost the war here at home on the on the stop 22 aspect. And so that, uh, unfortunately, that we're going to need to be expanding that panel eventually yeah. here. But these are these are folks can come up with a with a permanent marker and write the name of their their family member, brother, sister, whoever it is, and put it on the wall there so that we can make sure we honor them. Um, it's a moving, moving experience. We got Brian Romans from the Romans Warrior Foundation will be in town. Uh, he is a uh, uh, retired Marine, um, so he'll be coming into town and uh and joining us for this event if there's any way you can get up there it's uh may beginning of may i would love to have you come up man and that would be uh just a cool deal we could get uh, uh get you guys set up with a table there or whatever for the the fallen outdoors that would be a fantastic deal we believe in locking shields and working together man we're not one that we don't we don't want to be those bucket guys that just hold everything inside one location um, so anything we could do to help you guys out there, this would be a great, uh, a great, we're hoping, we think this community is really, really excited about us coming to town and we're hoping to be able to pull some people all the way from Kansas city to come on down there and, and, and see the wall and, uh, and experience that. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what my schedule looks like, but I mean, that's yeah. only a few hours away. So that's uh, very worth it. So, yeah. Absolutely. So we'll low uh, after we're done with this, we'll get together and uh, exchange some info there. That way we Absolutely. keep you in the loop. Yeah. So the other one, man, we're going to be open the series. Uh, All Americans going to be open in the season uh, at the beginning of uh, April. They're at Lake of the Ozarks right in your backyard. So be yeah. looking for us, man. We'll be there. Absolutely. 
but we'll uh now of all these other companies and the other things that you're getting involved with what have i what have i not <clears throat> covered that that we we should know about and that uh, you want to hit hit on oh man um that's pretty much it you know i just i'm an ambassador for the outdoors and a lot of those companies you know um showcase especially veterans in the outdoors uh tacticam is another uh, brand i work with uh as a, a team member slash dealer and uh they really support the fallen outdoors anytime we do a banquet they come up and set up a booth and raffle off cameras that we purchase and they 100 percent of the proceeds comes right back to us uh so tacticam has been real good for us um our organization uh we just picked up two big sponsors uh, one of which being Grizzly Tobacco and the Grizzly Outdoor Core. Nice. For all you tobacco chewers, if you go to mygrizzly.com, there's an, actually a Fallen Outdoors drop-down menu that shows a whole bunch of video cases or videos showcasing what we do with the Grizzly Outdoor Core. Uh, and then recently, we just partnered with the Kathy Ireland uh, Worldwide Foundation. We became a charitable partner for Kathy Ireland. Some of you older crowd may know who she is. Right Bro! Here. Bro, I'm 51. I know who Kathy Ireland is, dog. The younger crew don't, but don't they? No, they poor them. Poor them. <laughs> yeah, this was uh. So back in the days when a magazine was everything, Sports Illustrated, man, holy she, Moses! I'm sure her picture was under a bunch of little boys' beds. <laughs> but she's she's a. She was a fashion mogul model. She's a billionaire, um, a mogul, and uh, she really cares about the fallen outdoors and the, the, you know, what we do in that veteran community. So she, they brought us on board, and they provide that is awesome. resources. And we're actually going to do some some uh, TV shows called Hook and Cook, where uh, we'll take her out fishing. Um, more than likely, it'll be all across the U.S. And whatever we catch, we're going to keep enough fly out a chef videotape and they'll cook the, the meals for all the veterans on the trips and it's going to be it's going to be an awesome thing so that sounds phenomenal relationship. yeah it's gonna be pretty cool dude that is so cool that she that she's doing that i mean not for nothing i mean let's let's just be honest swimsuit models you know usually <laughs> not not considered you know we know it's bs when they say i'm doing this to get through college no you're not yeah. shut up <laughs> but yeah. dude this is to see what she did with, you know, the fame and notoriety to spin it into something like this, to be, make impactful, you know, I mean, that just goes to, to, to show at that point. I mean, no, she is 100% solid human being right at the Absolutely. core. That, that is so yep. cool. Yep. I knew, I knew I liked her. I knew <laughs> I <liked> her. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty neat working with her. So. That is that is awesome, man. So yep. you guys got a lot of cool stuff on there, folks. You can see it right here. Ridge to River Outdoors. This is the story you want to double, you know, uh, make sure double down on. Go check them out. See what they're what they're moving. Follow along with them out there so you can see when new stuff comes down. And then, of course, who we've been talking about uh, from from the beginning, the Fallen Outdoors. It's another nonprofit doing uh, doing some amazing work to a great degree. I'm going to tell you this right now. You guys are where we want to be. Right. I mean, we have we have a lot of entities with the Romans Warrior Foundation and the TPO. We're very young, 
But when we see organizations out here having this impact on these special projects and these deals, you're where we want to be. So I'll tell you what, anytime you're, you're willing, I'll be picking brains, man, and, and taking suggestions on how we can manage and work our way, you know, to, to those areas there. Cause that's, uh, I think that's how we, uh, how we do this stuff, right? Is, uh, Absolutely. And like I said, you know, we consider ourselves one huge resource. Uh, we're not, you know, the, the be all do all it's, we want to provide, you know, as many opportunities for our veterans in the outdoors as we can. And, and I've had brothers and sisters, you know, kind of create their own little 501c3s and reach out to me. I'm like, Hey man, how do I do this? And so I help them out and become a mentor for them because it's one more organization that ain't going to hurt. hundred percent. Yep. You know, I've, I've seen both sides of this, um, in a previous lifetime before all this came about, I was just, I was volunteering for nonprofit organizations, um, just giving my time as an angler, you know, to, to take folks out. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I ran across, which these people are great people. I love them to death, but I ran across several organizations that quite frankly were just, I'm going to keep my resources to me. If you want to give me something great, but I'm just going to hold on to it and I'm not going to reciprocate that. And one of the, the last event that I went to, I would, uh, staff Sergeant, Justin Patterson. I love this man to death. He's out doing great things. Uh, continuing. He is a combat vet, um, purple heart recipient. He told me, and I'm, and hide your kids ears at home folks. Cause I'm going to quote him 100%. He's like, don't be one of those bucket motherfuckers. All right. You be a conduit. Yep. And as information comes to you, you pass it through, use it, use it all you want, but pass it through on to where it can help somebody else. It's like, you, you know, that's the thing you need to do. And I, I followed that man's advice from, from day one. So anything we can do to help others, um, you know, along that way, if it, as long as the mission's true and people behind it are real, then yeah, hundred percent, that's where we that's can cool. go with that. So that's cool to see that you guys are doing the same, man. So, folks, also, another way you can really help out is uh, check out on Tourney X, check out on the website, Fallen Outdoors Kayak Anglers. Join up, man. Sign up with them. Uh, it's another opportunity to fish, and uh, the difference is this one here isn't about personal fame and glory. This one here is about winning some cool prizes, but above all, taking care of and 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 making sure that some mon- monies and funds are going into a, a place that they need to be going um, helping set these trips up, helping, uh, make a lot of these things possible, getting more people involved in, in fishing and outdoors. That's the whole point. Yep. One of the biggest things we say is, you know, our organization is all veterans. Uh, we cater to those currently serving, serving the past and our gold star families. Uh, however, we can't do our mission alone. We need to help with our civilian counterparts, families, fellow vets and friends. And so, you know, if there's an opportunity that when you go fishing one day on your bass boat and you have, it's just you, you know, reach out to our organization and we'll get you in touch with the team near you and, and take another veteran out. Um, and that's the biggest thing for me is when I do that for the first time, I take somebody out. It's a wildfire. Next thing I see is I see them posting, saying, hey, I can take somebody with me. Then that person starts and it just creates that huge wildfire. And that's what we need right now in this day and age. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, listen, we'll, uh, I think we've covered it all here, what we wanted to. I'm looking forward to getting an opportunity to meet you firsthand when I'm out there in Missouri. And uh, if there's ever anything we can do here at uh, the TPO, uh, just consider us a resource, man. We're here as well. Podcast, always, you're, you're, you are, the door is wide open from this point on. You are 100% welcome to come on, talk about special events you got going on, or uh, if we need to, if we need to do a call to action, 
we're uh, just uh, we're we're down to help out, man, with the Romans Warrior Foundation Field Ops Division, and uh, of course with the TPO. And uh, yeah, anytime you want to come join us with the All American, man, I, I at least got one of your dinners covered. I promise <laughs> you that for sure. I, I look forward to it. Yep. Awesome. All right, brother. We'll stick around here after we roll out uh, out of this here, and you and I will, will chat and uh, exchange some contact. Folks, you saw all the stuff there. Make sure to go out and support. Do what you can with this. That's the reason we do this. The likes and subscribes are huge. That is a great, great way to support uh, all these organizations that you just heard of here. And, of course, the the Doc Talk podcast. This is our platform, our megaphone to get this stuff out here. So, as always, folks, we appreciate you. We love you. We couldn't do it without you. Tight lines. Be safe. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mike as much as we did as well, man. What uh, what a super, super cool dude. It was an honor to uh, share some time and space with him. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff. Folks, that's it. That brings us to the end of the show here for this week. If, uh, if you're listening through the audio podcast forum, we thank you and, and, uh, and can't express enough to you how much we appreciate your, your dedication to us. If you're watching online through YouTube, Facebook, again, same thing. If you're watching live, amazing support. Uh, we love you guys and we can't do this stuff without you. You know, one of the pieces with the veteran owned small businesses that, uh, if, if you guys know me, um, dude, there's enough negativity out there in the world coming at you and bombarding you every day of the week. And, uh, and, and we, uh, are, are, are basically in the, in the area of our life, man, where we just don't have time for that kind of stuff. And this is, we want to share these cool stories with you, uh, to let you know about these people that are operating right in your backyard, man. Um, for, if it's Battleborn Tackle, if it's, uh, the Fallen Outdoors, if it's Champions Outdoors, what, whatever it is and whoever it is. There's a lot of cool things taking place out there. And you know what? Donate a little bit of your time, you know, volunteering a little bit here and there, or just at the very least, you know, throwing those likes and those subscribes on, on uh, these folks, you know, areas. It really, really helps in a major, major way. Um, and that's, uh, that's what we want to continue to share. We know our, our podcast may not be for everybody out there. Um, we don't we don't get into a lot of the the other areas that that uh, perhaps other platforms will, but that's okay, man. This is uh, we're we're here to serve those that have served or continue to serve, and that's uh, that's what we're going to do. That's the whole purpose of this, and the amazing organizations that surround us that do so. Paddle and Finn giving us this platform. Romans Warrior Foundation. Without them, none of this is possible for the TPO. All American Kayak Series. Uh, you know, uh, lock and shields with Romans Warrior Foundation to bring this across. Of course, Battleborn Tackle, uh, bringing this all together. All these, all these organizations, man. They, they, we all believe in the same mission, and we're we're doing business at the same time. You know, and so uh, it's just a super cool deal. Now, speaking of Battleborn, like I told you, Battleborn Tackle out there. Go check them out. BattlebornTackle.com at Battleborn Tackle. Hashtag Battleborn Tackle. Start getting ready for that because we're going to do some giveaways next Monday. I believe on the 26th, I believe is the day it's going to be, 26th, 25th, 26th, I think is what it is. We're going live, and we're going to have A.J. Gagliardo in here from Battleborn Tackle. And uh, we got a little giveaways that we're going to do. We're going to uh, uh, select a couple random uh, drawings on that. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, when when he stops by and we're going to learn all about that plus we're going to have a few other guests that are going to be stopping in it's going to be a really cool episode man uh, that we want to air out there for you but as promised battleborn tackle already great prices use tpo 2024 that's tpo 2024 to get an additional 10 percent off 
Um, that's I'm telling you, man, with free shipping and already great prices, as good as, as most of the, the big box retailers out there, dude, this is a heck of a steal. Get an additional 10% off. Uh, this is Battleborn Tackle's way of, of saying thank you, and they want to reach out. Make sure to use that code, man, TPO2024. That lets Battleborn know that Battleborn know that we have reach and that uh, people are seeing us here and that there's value to working with us, man. And at the end of the day, it's about small business, right? It's about uh, doing things for the for the for the better good, and that's uh, this will be a great way. So enjoy that ten percent extra uh, with them, and uh, you're helping everybody involved when you do so. So hopefully that comes in handy. All right, folks. That brings us to the end here. So don't forget those likes, subscribes. Uh, uh, again, our our amount of gratitude we have for each and every one of you that joins us here through audio or through video. Um, we can't begin to explain how much uh, you mean to us. We appreciate any and everything you do uh, with, with that type of support. As always, folks, we will see you. Uh, make sure to check out Wednesday. we got another episode in those Angler series. That's still going on. So in the meantime, tight lines. Be safe. <laughs>